Blog Talk Radio. Jerry Lewis, 
I'll do a number. Oh, oh isn't that Sterling, Cardinal, and Keen of him? Fix the beer. Well, if you want to do a number, it's Gingy Peachy with us. Ain't it, Dean? Yes. What a ham! <laughs> Following an acrimonious ending of his partnership with Lewis, Martin pursued a solo career as an actor and performer. Martin established himself as a notable singer, recording numerous contemporary songs as well as standards from the great American songbook. He became one of the most popular acts in Las Vegas and was known for his friendship with fellow artists Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr., whom together we're called the Rat Pack. Starting in 1964, Martin was the host of the television variety program, The Dean Martin Show, which centered on Martin's singing talents and his characterization by his relaxed, go-easy manner. From the 1974 to 1984, he was roast master in the popular Dean Martin Celebrity Roast, which drew in notable celebrities comedians, and politicians. Throughout his career, Martin performed in concert stages, nightclubs, audio, and audio recordings, and appeared in 85 film and television productions. His relaxed, warbling, crooning voice earned him dozens of singles, single hits, including his signature songs. So you remember some of these. Memories are made of this, that's amore, Everybody loves somebody. Nobody till somebody loves you. Sway. Ain't that a kick in the head? And volare. And since our show is always centered around Eastern Airlines memories, Mr. Producer, can you spin this song? Well, here's a little record we put out for Capitol. Been out about four or five days. Memories it's called Memories me. are made of this. You can't be. Hey, one fresh and tender kiss. You can't be the memories you gave me. And one stolen night of bliss. You can't be the memories you gave me. One girl, one boy, some grief, some joy, memories are made of Forget a small moonbeam. You can't beat the memories you gave me. Fold it lightly with a dream. You can't beat the memories you gave me. Your lips and mine. Two sips of wine. Memories are made of this. Sweet, sweet. 
His blessing from above. You can't serve it generously with love. You can't One man, one wife, one love, two lives. made of this. All right. Although written almost 20 years earlier, by 1964, the song had already been recorded by several artists, including Frank Sinatra, but without much success. Lane was playing piano for Dean on his Dream with Dean LP sessions, and within an hour or so of studio time left, they were one song short. Lane suggested that Martin take a run at his tune. Dean was agreeable, and the small combo of piano, guitar, drums, and bass, that sounds familiar to me, performed a relatively quiet, laid-back version of the song Coincidentally. Martin had sung it almost 20 years earlier on Bob Hope's radio show in 1948, and also on the Martin and Lewis NBC radio program about the same time. Almost immediately, Martin recorded the song for his next album, this time with a full orchestra and chorus. His label, Reprise Records, was so enthusiastic about the hit, uh, the hit potential of the version of the titled LP Every, they titled it Everybody Loved Somebody to capitalize on it. And that's the title of our next song. <laughs> I would arrange for every girl to have your job 
lot, lot of nice lyric to that. Although still a major recording artist, Martin had not had a top 40 hit since 1958. With the British invasion ruling the U.S. charts, few had hopes that the Italian crooner, who had been singing mainly standards for almost 20 years, would sway any, many teenagers. Martin resented rock and roll, and his attitude created a conflict at home with his 14-year-old son, Dean Paul Martin, who, like many teenagers at the time, worshipped pop groups like the Beatles. He told his son, quote, I'm going to knock the Pilates off of these charts, unquote. And on August 15, 1964, he did just that. Everybody Loves Somebody knocked the Beatles, A Hard Day's Night, off the number one slot on Billboard, going straight to the top of both Billboard Hot 100 and Pop Standard Singles, chart later for eight weeks. It ultimately replaced his single on the charts. Miss Producer, let's play some Italian love music. <laughs> That's amore. <laughs>
Those mandolins, those mandolins. Every time I hear one, I always think of Dean Martin. Oh, that was beautiful. I, I, picture, I picture the gondoliers going down the canal, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I can also see Dorothy dancing to that music. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, she has. Yeah, you, you and Dorothy. Yep. Yeah. Great, great music. Uh, this song was just, that we just heard was Martin's signature song, but it was replaced with. Everybody loves somebody. And he sang it as a theme of his weekly television variety show from 1965 to 1974. The song has become so identified with Martin that the later versions are inevitably compared to his take as, as an apt description of the power of the song in Martin's life. The words, Everybody Loves Somebody, appears on his grave marker in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. But we yeah. still have a few more songs. Let's just listen to the intro of this music leading up to the lyrics, and we can identify with Dean Martin. Here's a very, very popular song. Volare, oh, cantare, oh, oh, oh. let's fly. Way up to the clouds, away from the maddening crowds. We can sing in the glow of a star that I know of, where lovers enjoy peace of mind. Let us leave the confusion and all the illusion behind. Just like birds of a feather, a rainbow together we'll find. Volare. Your love has given me wings. Penso che io sogno così non ritorne mai più. Mi dipinge con le mani e la faccia di blu. Poi d'improvviso tenido dal veretto rapido. E incominciavo a volare. Music at 
dolce suonare soltanto per me volare oh, oh. e cantare oh, oh. no wonder my happy heart sings your love has given me wings nel blu dipinto de blu venite di stare lassù I sure hope all our friends in Italy appreciated that. Oh, I loved it. Hey, listen, hey, do you remember this one? You're nobody till somebody loves you. You're nobody till somebody cares. You may be king, you may possess the world and its gold, but gold won't bring you happiness and you're growing old. The world still is the same, you never change it. As sure as the stars shine above, Nobody till somebody loves you So find yourself somebody to love Never change it as sure as the stars shine above. Well, you're nobody till somebody loves you. So find yourself somebody to thinking maybe I'd go to Disneyland. I hear they got a great new ride there called the Haunted Mansion. Frank Sinatra took a girl there last week and it scared the pants off him. <laughs> At least that's what he told the judge. <laughs> but, you know, Frank is a different kind of a guy. You see, <laughs> Excuse me, are you... Have you ever been in Schenectady? <laughs> no, I never was in Schenectady. 
neither have I. It must have been a couple other guys. <laughs> but I still have a feeling I've seen your face. <laughs> Someplace else. No, it's always been right here. Right on the top of my neck. Maybe you've seen me on television. Oh, oh no, I've never been on television. <laughs> See, is, is it all? Oh, all right. If I, if, if, if I join you, I... I just dropped in for a little drink to settle my nerves before I go to work. Work. What, what, what sort of work do you do? I'm an airline pilot. <laughs> well, how did, how did you get to be an airline pilot? I used, I used to be a buff. I used to be a bus driver. But I, I quit. Too, too many, too many drunks on the road. <laughs> what do you fly? Oh, it's one of those big, big gray, gray met, metal things with what you call it sticking out on the side. Wings? <laughs> Are you an airline pilot? <laughs> no, but I'm, I've been pretty high in my time. <laughs> Close calls as a pilot? Oh, yes, sir, sir, especially since they moved the men's room to the back of the plane. <laughs> I was on a, a flight from New York to L.A. a couple weeks ago, and the plane lost an engine. Oh, don't worry, it'll turn up. <laughs> you know, there's a lot, lot of pre pressure being a pilot flying way out there and high in the air and off above all those white fl fluffy things. Clouds? You sure you're not a pilot? <laughs> you know, at the same time, it, it's, a, it's quite a sobering thought and a very inspiring fe feeling to realize that there are hundreds, hundreds of people on my plane all depending on me. <laughs> <laughs> and to that, I, I happen to hold, hold their lives right in the palm, palm of my hand. <laughs> I'm flying a 747 to London tonight, and the plane is scheduled to leave uh, precisely one hour and 40, 43 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great things. stuff. That was just... And I remember yeah. watching that on television. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
You know, t- today, instead of uh, reading uh, a little bit about um, Eastern at this time, I thought maybe we'd talk about this hurricane that recently uh, tore up a, a lot of wonderful destinations in the Bahamas that Eastern used to fly. And uh, we were, I think, the preferred airline all through the Caribbean. And to just see the visuals now of what uh, the hurricane did to those islands, it's just uh, heartbreaking. It really is. Very, very uh, I lived in Freeport for, for about uh, six years. Hello? Hello? Hello, yes. Er- Erico 201. Yeah, yeah, the hurricane's a terrible thing. Fuck. It sucks harder than a fucking nigger stealing. Oh, man. Well, I don't know how we get them, but uh, we do. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, Eastern used to uh, do flight training over there in uh, Freeport. We used to take the 1011 when I was checking out on the 1011 as first officer. Uh, we did our work uh, about 11 o'clock at night, and we would uh, take off from Miami and and head out over the water and um, contact, uh, uh, I don't know who worked us, I can't remember now, but uh, we would do instrument approaches there at Freeport, and we'd take it right down to minimums, and then, of course, we'd go do a go-around. We never would touch down and could have, but uh, we didn't, but I remember that so well. Um, and um, really enjoyed the flight training instead of the simulator, uh, doing it in a simulator. But uh, And we had a simulator at that time, but the actual flight training was done in the airplane. Yeah, but now and uh, no, but um, my hurricane experience with Eastern Airlines was uh, the, the day, and I can't think of the name of the hurricane that came came up. Uh, through the Caribbean and and uh, headed up the coast and and I was scheduled to take the uh, Miami Hurricanes up to Providence for their first game with Boston College and I've told this story on the uh, on the radio show before but since we've just had a recent hurricane I thought I would just give you the highlights of that and uh, I deadheaded down from Atlanta to Miami to to do the charter, which that's what it was. And, of course, Eastern uh, took their charters with the Miami Hurricanes very seriously for years. They were the chosen ones to do all of the flying of the football team and and also the, the alumni that were, were willing to pay for the first-class seats. And there were 10 seats uh, that were paid – by I think it was 10 in the 757 we had that I was flying at the time, and they paid $10,000 a seat to wow. go on that flight. Of course, that was a, kind of like a donation type of thing, but and uh, they had people waiting now, a waiting list to be able to go with the hurricanes on their trips. And um, when I got to Miami from Atlanta, Deadhead, they checked us in the Marriott. We spent the night for departure the next day, and when I reviewed the uh, television or watched television, the hurricane was 
was moving on up the eastern seaboard and <clears throat> uh, called dispatch and weather over at Miami. And they say, well, it's up to you as to when you want to depart. And they had it set up on a normal departure that was in the morning, I think late morning. And I said, well, I want to watch this hurricane. I, it looks like to me we'd have to go through part of it. I don't want to do that. And uh, so I'm I'm going to delay it for a little while and, and um, call you back on it. So I watched the TV as the hurricane pr- pr- progressed. And uh, while I was watching it, Jimmy Johnson was a coach of the hurricanes that year. And uh, they were interviewing him because he was at the airport ready to go with the uh, hurricanes and those that were paying the $10,000 seat price. And the interviewer asked about the departure and he said, yeah, he said, they, they don't want to fly out early and because of the hurricane. And he said, uh, it's going to give my players a little time to sleep by the time we get up there, it looks like. So he was already making excuses for if they lost the game, he had somebody, something to fall back on. And so as it turned out, uh, I finally called the time and uh, we took off and we headed up to Providence and it was nighttime. It was dark. And as I made the approach into uh, Providence, the hurricane was uh, now north of Providence out over the Atlantic. And as we approached the uh, airport, I landed and upon putting the wheels on the ground, all of the airport lights went out and that wasn't because of my hard landing. It was, it was because it was because electricity went out at the airport and they had a, an, a, 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 a alternate, alter, what do you call it? A, a backup okay. generator, backup generator for certain lights. And the lights that they provided me were, I couldn't get the taxi lights on the taxiways. So I had to use the um, lights on the airplane to guide myself into the uh, terminal. And uh, they had to uh, uh, take the trucks that they used to use and go up to the, uh, to the, uh, where the jetways uh, deplaned the people and they had to get out uh, uh, through the, uh, the remote, not the jetways, but what do you call those steps, the steps that they use. But that was an interesting experience. Yeah. Very interesting experience with a hurricane. And, uh, and uh, that's my experience. Uh, Don, were you ever over in the Caribbean when a hurricane came by? We were over there. I think there was one that came near, near Freeport. I think it was 1969 or 70. I'm not sure, but it was a very minimal storm. And, um, Actually, a bunch of us got together, about 30 people, over at uh, Jim Frizzell's house, and uh, we had a little party and watched <laughs> people around a little bit. The next day, the sun was out. So uh, I can't believe what I saw yesterday and today on TV. Which, oh, God. Uh, Freeport will never be the same. Oh, my. As I recall. Oh, my. How would they even go about that, Don? Uh, you know, getting things... Uh, the tourism is is completely killed over there. I mean, dead over there. I mean, it's going to be a long time. They're not going to be able to do much for a while. Nassau, I didn't get it too bad. And Nassau's yeah. hotels are open, and uh, a couple of the cruise ship lines have already donated a million dollars each. Oh wow! For the uh, recovery, 
Wow. Stuff that I heard on the news. Well, you know, everybody's trying to do something. We've got uh, Coast Guard over there. We've got uh, Red Cross is in there, and some private yeah. organizations have donated a lot of money. So hopefully they'll get on their feet eventually. But it's going to change the whole structure of the of the island as far as rebuilding and all that. Yeah, it won't be the yeah, same. sure. It'll be a long yeah. time before they can do it. I I think about uh, I think about going over to uh, to West End at the Jack uh-huh. Bar Hotel at the time and and uh, work. They had one flight a day. Eastern came in one flight a day, and uh, we would go over there. And I, if I had a group or something, I'd meet them and check them into the hotel and all that. And on the, between Freeport and West End, I don't know how those people survived this. How no, about Marsh Harbor? Did they? Did was it hit pretty bad too? Marsh, yeah. I guess all of them were destroyed. It's destroyed. Wow. Yeah. Well, I could geez. see on TV. Yeah. Jeez. Well, just sat there for a day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Sixty mile an hour wind. There's not much you can do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Well. Yeah, it is. Well, um, uh, I guess it's up the Carolinas by now, probably. Yeah, yeah Charleston, yeah, and, uh, Savannah, Charleston. And I understand Charleston streets were flooded. Already? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what they did what? in the Boeing plant up there. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they probably evacuated. I mean, Ferried all the airplanes out to some some place. I'm I sure. Think, I don't think yeah. they wait till the last minute for heaven. No. Said. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense to do that. Well, our, our especially that it was coming. You know, it isn't like a surprise. They've been talking about it all week, so they they should have done something by then. Yeah. Well. I uh, I really hope that uh, this will be the only hurricane that uh, will come our way, although I understand there are a couple of them that have formed off the African coast. Have you heard any more about those? Well, yeah, the, the, one, that, the one that's formed, or formed earlier this week is going to go up through the Atlantic uh, east of Bermuda. It's not going to affect us at all. Oh, okay, good. I don't good. know about the other one. Yeah. Well, Dorothy, what do you got for uh, Monday night for us? Well, Monday night coming up is uh, episode 429, a memorial of Captain Nathan Horde, one of our Eastern captains. And, I'm going to say uh, uh, his name is Hal Nord, Harold Nord. Oh, Hal Nord. I think probably yeah. N O R D. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, September 11th, remembrance that will. Uh, think about and talk about so there's lots to talk about with both of those and um, following that we have the Eastern History coming up that's going to be a great series as well Uh, and then of course next week we have from the Eastern File and then of course the Old Time Radio will follow that Um, and then we have the uh, possibility of the annual Eastern Radio Show that we have the EAL. Hey radio. Dorothy, Dorothy, yes. let me yes. stop you right now. We're getting uh, technical difficulties here at, in the studio. Uh, 
and um, all of my lights are blinking, and I don't know what's going on here. So we're going to finish the show up a little bit earlier than planned, and we're going to see if we can get the uh, uh, bumper music to take us out of here because I'm about to lose you guys. Okay. Like we did last time we were on the air here. All right. Go ahead, boy. Here we go. That's all, folks, for the show today. Dorothy and Don, thanks so much for being with us. Well, we can talk a little bit while the music plays until I'm kicked out of here. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with my producer's board, but it's not showing anything on the board, on the screen, and then all of a sudden it comes back, and it goes out, and I know the hurricane has passed us, way past us, here in Jacksonville, Florida. So we're just going to let the music play out. And Dorothy and Don, I'll see you from our Ponte Vedra Studios Monday night. Okay, we'll be here. It was a lot of fun, Neil. I loved it. So thank you for It was good. Yeah, we managed to put a little bit in here. <laughs>